We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Miami Heat Beat Post Game Show. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, uh, let's see who stops through. Uh, Bino Bond. Bond's a little sleepy, so it's Frankie. So we'll see which of our uh, members comes through. I'll be holding it down. We're going to be doing these little quick hitter post game shows about 20 minutes or so after each game on non hangover time nights. A big game for me. My boy, Kyle Lowry, played really well tonight. You love to see it. We're going to get into what went right. Caleb Martin, fucking beast tonight, ferocious doing everything on the court. Uh, Jovic time? We got Jovic minutes? In 2022? Backup five? We'll get into that. Uh, I think for sure the big story tonight is just like getting the win, guys. Uh, that, you know, I've been pretty... Po- I, I try to be positive about this team. I think I've been pretty consistently uh, more lenient with their slow start. Listen, they've looked bad. They, they've just like honestly... They've looked like a non-good basketball team, uh, and every loss has looked disgusting. They have been cooked. They look, even in this game, if you look at the first quarter, uh, they, they looked they look dead in the water. They looked absolutely like they were not even they were not even the same kind of basketball team that Portland was. And then came the energy. Then came getting out and running. I thought that was a huge part of the game. Uh, and shout outs to Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler for sprinting down court as much as he did. Caleb Martin for getting in the open court and pushing that pace. Uh, and everybody for really kind of, you know, getting hunkered down in that role. Bam as well kind of got with a few of those hit ahead passes. Real big team win. And I think stuff like that's important. Um, I want to get into Kyle first because I think he's been really the subject of a lot of fans ire. And I think rightfully so. I think, you know, not even the scoring, the assist numbers from him have been really bad. The turnovers have been really bad. I think at times some of the effort has looked lackluster. The missing shots, I think for a lot of fans, is really the nail in the coffin if you're not doing those other things. And tonight, 17 big ones, you know, six six assists, which is good. Five of eight from the field, seven 
five of seven from three, um, you know, plus eight, you know, didn't foul a lot in a game that a lot of people were fouling a lot. Um, and that's huge, man. That's absolutely huge. Play 26 minutes, which means that hopefully tomorrow they'll be a little fresher for the Warriors game. Uh, you know, I, I thought Kyle in the, in the open court and kind of getting guys downfield was huge. And that juiced their offense when it looked stuck in the mud. Everybody on Twitter was like, they got to do something. They got to move. Cause they look absolutely fucking dead. Jovic, I think is, is, is the big story tonight. The game turned when he came in the game. And I think we were all like, oh boy, here comes Deadman. It's over. We all know the on-off stats between Bam and Deadman. We don't have to relitigate that. But Jovic comes in the game. And we talked about this on the podcast. Siobhan, Tiff, and I yesterday, we said, hey, listen. Let's chill on what we need. And let's look at what we have. And we got to see what they can get out of Jovic at the five. Let's not even think about Jovic at the four because their biggest need is a backup five. And if they can get something out of Jovic at the five, that all of a sudden really steadies your rotation in a huge way. And at that point, you just get a wing and all you, you get one wing, guy who can play three and four. And all of a sudden, you have a real rotation again. Right, because you, you just really want to eliminate, you know, those Highsmith, those Deadman minutes. And credit to Spo. Highsmith played garbage time, and really Deadman played Deadman played five minutes. And I I'm I imagine that number is going to stay somewhere like that, especially if Jovic can can stay on the on the on the court. Uh, so according to Liana says I prefer Udonis over Deadman. Uh, honestly, I'd prefer Udonis over Deadman or fucking Highsmith, who's just awful. Uh, Court Corner says, credit to Spo for not going Deadman when Bam got the third foul. Absolutely. When Bam picked up that third foul, I think we all felt, oh, this game, this is where the game gets away. Right? Bam, Bam picks up the early third off off a push-off, which was, by the way, he had, uh, he had Nurkic isolated, which was uh, uh, something that I think we wanted him to do. Like, we want some aggression when he has Nurkic on him, you know, you're quicker, you know, you can get to the, you can get to the cup and he wasn't really doing that. It was a lot of two man game with Duncan trying to roll just to take that charge. It, it was getting too cute. Just beat him in a foot race. And he finally did that, except he pushed off. Uh, I thought Jovic in the first half played, re- um, sorry, uh, uh, Nurkic in the first half played really good defense against Miami. Usually against bigs like that, Miami cooks them. Um, you know, they get a guy and drop and then they absolutely wreck him. I thought Nurkic did a really good job of being up to the level of the screen. So whenever, wherever the screener was, Jovic was right there up on it, uh, not given any space and having the lateral foot speed to keep up with either Duncan or Struess or Kyle or whoever. So I thought he did a good job of that in the first half. But Miami started, you know, how do you beat that? Well, if they're being overly aggressive on the press, now you can slip, bam. And when you slip that guy and you get that pass out early, now you have rotation coming from the corner. So now you're getting bam rolling, rotation now you're getting real in rhythm threes for caleb for kyle when he gets the ball back and now you're max who played really really well duncan had a good game that's how you do it they got kyle off the ball as a spot-up shooter which i thought was really really helpful for them um as my camera goes out uh the classic uh he looked really good in that role uh jovic didn't get as many shots up as we wanted especially from deep only took one but, you know, that'll come. The activity by him was just surviving on defense was huge. As long as you're not getting killed defensively, 
Just big fellow, they'll get your shots. Just live on defense and they'll they'll work it. And I thought when he came into the game, they started playing a lot faster, which kind of limited his half court touches, which I think is just generally good for a young player. Um, Max and Gabe were big time. Cardliana kind of mentions that as well. Uh, Gabe really kept them afloat when they were figuring shit out. You know, before Jovic came in, Gabe had that really, really nice turnaround jumper. Uh, had had a couple drives to the basket, one of which he got fouled, almost made the and one. The ball kind of trickled off. Another one, he made a tough finish. Uh, finished with eight points and seven assists. He looks really, really good. And that's, they need that, right? So they're, they're, they're a team that has to beat you with their depth. They got to play their guys. And, and guys like Struess and, and Gabe Vincent and Duncan need to give you something. Uh, I thought Duncan, you know, obviously two for seven, one for five from three. But I like what I, I like what he gave. You know, he had that one uh, kind of mid-range off the dribble shot. Um, I thought he tried on defense. Obviously, he's not the best defender, but I thought he competed. Uh, saved a couple possessions. He looked fine. And that, to me, is just like whatever. Just survive. And especially nights that Max and Gabe go off. You know, it's, it's not as, as necessary. Uh, Max, let's talk about Max's rebounding, guys. Because the way that that guy gets under the basket and is being physical, they're a smaller team. So guys like him and Caleb really, really have to be physical. Had nine rebounds tonight, 16 points, nine rebounds, three assists for Max, uh, six of 11 from the field, four of seven from three, 57%. Incredible stuff from him. Um, you know, I, between he and Caleb, Caleb, 16 points, eight rebounds. Those rebounding numbers from those wings are enormous. A, you know, Jimmy's going to be down there and be physical. Jimmy finished 17, five and five, but you know, he he's, he's active. He's the one like driving to the rim and stuff like that. If Max and, and Caleb can take that physicality off of him, that's a huge help. And I think this is the first game that we really saw Max kind of being able to be a plus defender this season while also kind of booing his offense. I know that it's been a, a bit of a struggle to kind of do both. So kind of love to see it. Um, crab is saying in, in chat, he's babe Vincent now. Uh, playing well, very handsome player, by the way, a uh, real handsome guy. They, they just look good, man. This is, this is really the best I felt about them all season. They really after when, from when Jovic came into the game on, and even they had a bad start and they got down early, you know, they kind of kept it. They kept themselves in the game. I think the largest lead got to eight. It was eight or nine. I don't early on in that second quarter. And they really did a good job of never letting the Blazers run away with it especially with the way that the officiating was it was very tight a lot of ticky tack fouls you know kind of weird because jimmy didn't get the call on the dunk and a lot of you know tyler had a couple offensive rebounds that i'm like he looked whacked but whatever and, and portland was getting to the line a lot justice hit a floater and i thought we were cooked i was like this motherfuckers justice winslow is hitting floaters what is going on what are we doing here but they come away with the win uh it, it, with a with an incredible second half which was sparked by the bench when when Max, Duncan, and Gabe came in the game, they kind of injected a bit of life that they needed. And then Bam, they were, they were playing with Bam, and, and that unit looked really good. Then Bam picks up the foul. They bring Jimmy and Kyle back in. They bring Jovic into the game. And then at that point, they just kind of take off. And they, they, then they don't look back. And, it's, and that's against a Portland team, by the way, that their offense has been really, really good. They have a lot of they, the Blazers are putting so much pressure on the rim, and in that first half, I think you saw such a distinction of 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 Portland having a bunch of guys who are just going neck first into the basket, into the paint. Miami was in rotation after rotation. 
They had they were very sloppy on their shooters early. Tyler, Kyle, everybody was just like not where they had to be. That got super tight in the second half. I thought they did a really good job. I thought the decisions to send those smart doubles at Lillard were really good. And I think that, you know, they're kind of learning from kind of the mistakes early, uh, what they did against DeMar, you know, and all that, you know, kind of really nipping that in the butt. And you have Bam and Jimmy on a team, you know, you can't let these small dudes go off on you. And I thought they did a good job of using the length and everything. Uh, just Jared say, play Pepas G. Uh, we don't want to get DMCA'd right now, and I don't have a trumpet. Uh, Chef, uh, the chat's asking, no hangover time. We're going to be doing, uh, normally I'll have more of our co-hosts here today. A bit of a late game. Uh, you know, Siobhan didn't feel well, so she was supposed to co-host with me, so we gave her the night off. Uh, but we will be doing hangover time once a week now. For those of you who are tuning in expecting hangover time, uh, we are going to be doing uh, MHB postgame shows. And uh, Hangover Time is going to be once a week. We post a schedule on Twitter at MIA Heatbeat. Next Hangover Time will be November 1st against the Warriors. I will be doing a postgame show with, I believe, Siobhan and Frankie tomorrow. Although I will confirm on who's co-hosting with me tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, that's what's going on. But big fucking Heat win. Good to see you, Donis, out there, by the way. Uh, in, his, in, in, <laughs> in playing his final season, kind of getting him out here. Uh, you know, is Mac Pro says glad to give us a post game show. G. No, I'm going to be doing this. Don't worry. I want to be here with you guys, you know, with the fans. I think even these late night games, you know, that was that this felt like a season. This felt like a season fixing win. If they had lost this game, let's say they lose. Now, now you're in a hole. You've won one game. You're going up against the Warriors in the second night of a back to back. You feel like shit. They haven't played well. They've put, you know, they, they 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 played a good game against Toronto. They blew a lead. They played a full, complete game, really, from the second quarter on. And now you're going in the Warriors arena. Your guys didn't play big minutes. I don't. No one played 30. Uh, Caleb played 29, which was the most. Uh, but Jimmy at 27, Bam at 28, Tyler at 28, Kyle at 26. So you kept the minutes relatively down, which I think is really important going into tomorrow. You know, the Warriors look beatable, right? They just got, you know, absolutely decimated by Phoenix. Uh, and they beat an unde they beat a 4-0 team. They beat an undefeated team. They they revived their season. They brought life back into it. The way that people were acting on Twitter midway into that first quarter, I was like, oh, bro, if they lose tonight, the fan base, the fan base is, is gone, dude. They're fucking gone. And they pulled it together. And that's what, listen, a lot of us can overreact over a four-game sample, but I think at the end of the day, we have to remember that. Like, if, if you take any four games at any point in the season, I don't think we think we should think that's any representation. I do understand that when this team uh, started, you know, the way that they did, I think it was a lot of their worst nightmares come like come true, right? Like, the fan base's worst nightmares of, wow, we, we look so small out there. Kyle looks so old. Jimmy and Bam are getting no help. Their backup center is a disaster. And I think they put a lot of that to rest tonight. This is a season-saving kind of win. They're going to go into Golden State tomorrow. And I think they always bring their A game against the Warriors. You kept your starters minutes pretty low. And you can't ask for much more out of a Heat win against a team that, again, was undefeated with Damian Lillard playing. Damian has had how many 40-point games? You know, already this season, 
you know, he's been playing hot. You don't want to doubt that guy like a perennial MVP candidate. You held him to 22 points on 46% shooting, 36% from three. He got four of 11. Really, nobody on the Blazers popped off. You know, Anthony Simons had 14. Josh Hart had 10. Jeremy Grant, who had a really hot start, only finished with 11, four of 10 from the field, one of five from three. Uh, obviously, you know, Winslow, you know, four of nine, which is probably good for him. Um, and they just they just kept it together, man. They kept it together. They played a good team really, really hard. They, they used their depth. And I love how, you know, the starters, you know, kind of didn't have the best start. They, they kind of kept it close, but not good enough. Bench came in, gave them some life. And then Jovic comes in with the starters and they absolutely take that shit away. Um, let's talk about some of the things they did tactically before we get out of here that I thought was pretty important. I thought they had an emphasis later on with exploiting mismatches. I, I think in the Toronto game, they did a poor job of kind of getting Gary Trent Jr. in actions. And they they really they really let OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam defend most of their plays, which I just think is a not winning recipe. So, you know, Jimmy posted up Damian Lillard quite a few times, you know, kind of drawing help, kicking it out. Getting uh getting open shots for Max, and that's how you win ball games. The other thing I liked was their dedication to pushing the pace. Um, they're not a good half court offensive team, and even worse this season than last. So the way you mitigate that is by playing faster. And I thought their good rebounding today was a part of that because if you can't rebound, you can't run. So and and they're playing defense, so they're getting stops. And they're and they're pushing off off of off of rebounds, you know they weren't getting stops the last couple games, so it's kind of hard to run if it, it off makes and stuff. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom 
Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. That pushing of the pace I thought was huge for them. Got Jimmy, I don't know how many dunks. Uh, got Max. I mean, Max is really athletic. He was in the open court a couple times. Uh, Bam as well, as I mentioned before. Caleb Martin with two fucking ferocious dunks, man. What is up with Caleb? Man, that's the Caleb. When Caleb got hurt last season, we stopped seeing those plays above the rim. And after an offseason of help and recovery, he looks like Caleb Martin again. He has that nice inside-out dribble. He's shooting the ball really well. It's just been absolutely incredible to watch. Kind of his improvement, his dedication, all that stuff. Absolutely love it. Um, and man, it's just, just a great game for them. Good stuff by Spo, as we said earlier, about kind of putting Jovic in. Uh, in the, you know, when, when Bam picked up the third foul, I think, you know, the, these coaches, they know what they're doing and they, they know the numbers that we know. If, if we know that Deadman's minus a million, you know, Spo knows. And I thought it was smart and, and good that he just was reluctant to just go to that when he saw that it wasn't working. Um, you know, we love to see it. Uh, you know, some, uh, Jeff Juan, Chester, thanks for showing up. Tell those bums hangover time is essential. Listen, Alf had a baby, man. Gotta 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 watch gotta watch for the small one. Gotta gotta be a parent first. But you know, don't worry. We'll, we'll they'll they'll be here. You know, we're gonna bring you hangover time. Don't worry. And we're gonna be doing these post game shows to kind of keep you covered. Make sure that we have coverage. Um, you know, as as you're used to, right? Like I, I think this is a good team, and I think the fans want to celebrate wins and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, let's let's not let let's all remember that you know we're, they're playing for a title and stuff like that. Uh, just Jared says babies are overrated. Uh, Brian says, or Jay Jock says, plug the pod. Uh, yeah, listen to the pod. The pod's good. Also, listen to pregaming with Frankie and Kenny. I don't know if y'all hear the pregame show. Uh, we started a new pregame show. Obviously, we had the the Weird Al pregame show. Uh, that has changed. Uh, obviously, you know, Jack moved to 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 the to, to a different time zone, and it's become difficult for him to do games. So Frankie and Kenny have really taken over, and now they have their own pregame show, pregaming with Frankie and Kenny. Uh, absolutely incredible free game show. I, I love what they do. So make sure to check them out 30 minutes before every game. They'll be here tomorrow, 9.30 through 10, covering Warriors Heat for tomorrow. Uh, looking ahead a little bit, you know, Clay obviously had this, had the, the, the ejection. I don't, is Clay suspended? I don't, I don't, I don't, re, I didn't read any suspension or anything, but you know, that, that's something to look out for. Jordan Poole playing really well. Obviously, Steph is Steph, but Hey, they're going to go into the Warriors tomorrow. Um, I'm excited for that game. If they win that game, well, now we're talking, baby. You know, you, you, you win a back-to-back at undefeated Portland at the champion Warriors. You, you, you play two close games with the Raptors, one of which you won. And those, those two game series are really hard because if you're a well-coached team, you know, you're going to make adjustments and, and, and it's very likely that you'll win. And that Bulls game was a stinker. Fuck that shit. But they've really kind of improved since that bad game. And I know the I hope the Raptors game uh, the other night was more of a, a blip on the radar than an indication of what they are, especially because Caleb was was uh, was suspended that game. Uh, you know, Tyler, you know, we haven't talked about Tyler tonight. Uh, the finishing by Tyler, the relentlessness going to the rim. 
that's what you need from him. Only finished with 14, 4, and 4. Um, I know that he had he was 5 of 13 from the field. Did shoot the ball well from 3, which was about 38%. Uh, but you like the aggression. You like the way that he's trying to create for others. Uh, I think that that's been more of an emphasis uh, as the last two games. And I think they've tweaked the rotation a bit. And I think they're trying to find where's the best spot to plug Hero in. No Highsmith, I think, is the other, other than garbage time. The other big, big thing here, you know, no Highsmith. Uh, and I, I think they realize that that's just not working. Um, hopefully, you know, Oladipo can come back soon and Yurt 7 so they can kind of see what they have in those guys in the rotation. But I feel good about today. Uh, Ken Boner said only five minutes of Deadman, thank God. That's what we said at the top of the show. Like, you know, shout out to Jovic, gave great minutes for them. Survive defensively. You know, he's going to be able to do more offensively as time goes on. Get comfortable. That was a that was a rough situation to get put into. Your season's teetering on the line. Bam picks up fouls. Deadman looks unplayable. And you look down your bench. You look to that kid and you go, hey, man, we need you check in. And that guy, big fucking ups to him, really came in and delivered everything that they needed. Uh, Depot probably not coming back for weeks. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're talking long term here. Hopefully he can get well soon. Uh, young uh, H2B said, and we almost won the Raptors game. It was just a luck, an unlucky ending there. A lot went into that. I I just don't think they played well that game. Uh, and then obviously the whole Jimmy on the sideline fiasco, uh, you know, has, has been well documented and all that. But got the win tonight. That's what matters. It's good to start a road trip off well. Uh, I'm excited for tomorrow. And then they had the Kings on Saturday which hopefully is another win, not not to count chickens before they had because, boy, have we seen Miami kind of blow games like that. So all in good stuff there. Uh, before we go, let me see if Cleaning the Glass has some of their uh, has some of their offensive numbers up because I'm, I'm really um, – I really want to see kind of like how, how their offensive rating looked and all that stuff today because it's um, – I, I think that their offense obviously today looked really good. It's looked not good all season, uh, which is a little frustrating. You know what I mean? And especially with this team, how they've regressed on that end. Defensively, I think we all felt that they'd figure it out. On offense, it can't get worse. You got to a minimum stay as good as you were last season. It can't get worse. And they looked so, so much worse. Um, You know, Miami... 123 offensive rating on the night. Portland, you know, they held them to a to a 101. You can't ask for much more. Uh, great, great field goal percentages. You know, played at a fast pace, almost 100 possessions in the game. You know, uh, didn't get to the line as much as you'd want, but you know, still, you know, Blazers got to the line almost 22 possessions of 22 percent of their possessions. Miami's not getting killed on the boards, and I think that's another litmus test for this team. You know, uh, just rebounding in general you know they, they look good and it, they cannot afford to get crushed on the boards if their offense is not going to be good enough so tonight was the night that their, that their shooting was very good uh and they rebounded well so that's really important another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Final note on their shooting. Uh, they shot almost 40%. They shot 39.5% from three. You're going to win games like that. I believe the stat is they've only lost like two games when they shoot 40% or something all last season. Something crazy like that. But when they shoot the ball well, they're going to win games. They held Portland uh, to 32%. So that disparity already, it, you know, that, that that's a big difference there. You know, the 19 turnovers from Portland, um, you know, also big. You know, Miami got those turnovers that they got from Portland, they got out to run. So they had three fewer turnovers in Portland and they outshot them and they didn't and they won the rebounding margin. That's how you win games. Right? Like those are those are three really easy ways to look at a game and say if a team won or lost. And I think that's a really that's a big tell. Miami had fifty three rebounds today. Uh Portland had forty five. So, you know, you win you win threes, rebounding and turnovers, and you're going to win basketball games. And they did all three of those things tonight, and they really kept their season alive right on track. Uh, back on track, I should say, not right on track because they've, they've struggled at times. So, big game, you know, Miami, one seven, you know, 117, Portland, 97. You know, you like those big, big oh, – I'm sorry, 119 to 98. You like those big, big uh, win margins. That's what you need. And, uh, and we'll see what they got against the Warriors. So, guys, we'll see you tomorrow for pre-gaming with Frankie and Kenny starting at 9.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And then I will be back here with some co-hosts. I won't be alone, I promise, uh, to cover the Warriors heat game. Hopefully another win. Hopefully a two-game win streak, kind of getting Miami back on track for the season. Uh, Shout-out to Udonis. Shout-out to, to Jovic, to all you. Shout-out to chat. You guys came out tonight. I know it was a win. Uh, it's good to it's good to see people out here. Yeah, I know it's late, especially in Miami. It's about to be one o'clock, so all that good stuff. Remember our partnership with the Five Reasons uh, Sports Network. Uh, we're we're doing we're doing cross promotion with them, our friends over there. So it's it's good uh, to say that. Cartagena says thirteen steals. Yeah, and I mentioned that over uh, a, a little bit ago when when Portland turned the ball over. Miami really got out and ran, and a lot of it was Caleb and Jimmy and Kyle really forcing that agenda, really getting down court and kind of taking advantage of that. And I think that this is a team that cannot just walk the ball up. or They have to chase those steals. They have to chase those turnovers and live ball possessions and turn them into points. And they, they really, you know, they're, they're, never, they're, they're not deep and talented enough to just kind of sleepwalk, right? They're not like, you know, the big three heat where they can just kind of like, lackadaisically go through the regular season. They're going to have to play high gear, high effort basketball to kind of survive. And they have to take advantage. Listen, the Sixers have gone off to a slow start. That's big. That's one of the teams that people projected to finish behind you. You know, you got to take advantage of that. You know, you, you, you get to two and three, you know, you, 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 you're up on Brooklyn. Who's one, who's, you know, one and three, you're up on Philly. Who's one and four. 
you know, kind of build on that. And then the teams ahead of you, most of them, I think you think you're better than obviously Milwaukee and Boston after the really good starts, Toronto at three and two as well, which, you know, you know that you can beat them because you just did. Uh, last couple of things before we go, Karmic beats says I haven't looked, I haven't seen them look that consistently competent in transition in years. That's the big thing, man. Just getting out and running, uh, including all those other things I said, rebounding and turnovers. And those are the two things that also help you get out and run and allow you to kind of play that style of basketball. And, and again, their bench was huge and their bench has really been not great for them. Part of that has been, and listen, I'm just going to say like five minutes of Deadman and no Highsmith and they suddenly look good. Okay. It, it's almost like the data was right. You know what I mean? Like the data was, was saying when these guys don't play, you know, they're not bad. And those guys didn't play and they didn't look bad. And I thought the, the loose ends that they had, like Kyle, he played really, really well. And so, and le- by the way, Tyler had a had an off-scoring night, and Kyle picked up the slack. And if Kyle's going to have an off-scoring night in a, in, against the Kings or whatever, you know, hopefully Tyler picks up the slack. And that's, you know, that's the kind of basketball team they are and they've been. So good on that. Good to see you, chat. We love you. I will see you tomorrow for pre-gaming and then our post-game show here. Remember to listen to the podcast uh, we record every week. We're going to try to bring you as much daily content as we can. Love you guys. Uh, Big win, and I'll see you tomorrow. Peace out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.